Welcome back to Who's on the Lord's Side. I wanted to raise awareness about something that's um, going on that, you know, fulfills some end time prophecy. So as we're looking around about us every single day in the news and whatnot, and we're becoming more awake and more conscious of um, the fact that the Bible is real, this world is not, it's a matrix, and the Bible warns of us of this world and that the people up top are are not necessarily who we think they are, that they are actually um, empowered by dark forces and principalities that we cannot see. The Bible is very clear that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood alone, but we wrestle, but we wrestle with um, principalities that are in high places. And they're not just talking about in your government, high places, they're talking about even higher than that in a realm that we cannot see or can no longer see. So I'm talking about the global citizen movement or the Global Citizen Festival. Now, I'm sure some of you have heard about it. Um, I've taken notice of it personally on social media. As I go around and I look every day in my life, even on TV, I'm constantly discerning and seeing things and signs and symbols because that's how they speak to each other. The elite and the wicked, they speak uh, to each other through symbols and signs because symbols is universal. And so I was on social media, on Instagram, and I was scrolling, and on the timeline, it came up a post about Global Citizen, and it caught my attention because a lot of what they promote is a lot of positivity and a lot of change. So what they were pretty much saying was that one in four, they put up a statistic, which usually gets people's attention or a quote or something, but I think it was a, a statistic that said one in four people or one in four Women, one in four women in America, period, doesn't matter what color, it says one in four women have a loved one who's incarcerated or behind bars. And then it said one in two African-American women. So it started really showing like how things aren't and then how they need to change that. But they also go on and talk about like um, poverty and all these things they want to change. And I'm saying all that for a reason. So I'm actually here on the website now, globalcitizen.org. And it says our mission is to build a movement of 100 million action taking global citizens to help achieve our vision of ending extreme poverty by 2030. Global Citizen is a movement of engaged citizens who are using their collective voice to end extreme poverty by 2030. On our platform, global citizens learn about systematic causes of extreme poverty, take action on other ish- on those issues, and earn rewards for their actions as part of a global community committed to lasting change. And now, um, as of right now, they're at 656 million, okay? So, um, and I guess they're counting. And they said there have been 14 million actions and they've uh, they have had um, leaders valued at 37 billion and pretty much they're talking about all this stuff that they're doing and how much they're they are growing all right now all right that's what I want to say about what they're doing on the page so all right so this movement though this is what I want to raise awareness about this global citizens global festival they'll have festivals where they'll use politicians and they'll have um, of course influential musicians come around and entertainers but uh, the Global Citizen Festival and the Global Citizen Movement is a subtle yet effective power movement um, taking place, okay? Again, world leaders, Hollywood entertainers, okay? And people are falling for this movement because of the good intentions that are behind it, as I just mentioned before. 
So they've been around for a few years, but it's now like vastly growing and gaining a lot of popularity. Why it stood out to me. So as I'm looking, <clears throat> and I'm very aware, you know, about this uh, agenda, and this one world government, whether one people want to believe it or not, it's just what it is. You know, I, I spoke about Nimrod, the Tower of Babel, and the first New World Order. I did, I think, the part one and a part two on that, uh, the return on Nimrod and all of that. So if you haven't caught it, you know, you can go back there. But it already happened once and they're trying to get it to come back again, okay? And the leader of the one world government will have to be the Antichrist, okay? That's what people don't seem to understand. So whether you believe it, if you even if you're a biblical person and you don't believe it, thinking that the conspiracy theories have nothing to do with the Bible, you're absolutely wrong because it does. So it's kind of like you need this to happen, even though you don't want it to happen. It's nothing you can really stop. You know, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And some people say, well, well you know, it's going to happen. So what do you, because you got to be aware so you don't fall into the traps of, um, of the devil. Because the Lord never told you to sit there and be deaf, blind, stupid about it. He told you to be uh, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. But, um, yeah, so they sell a lot of benefits, you know, and hunger, starvation. Everything is about bettering humanity worldwide. Okay. Now, we need to know and understand and always be in constant remembrance that all... The leaders of the world, you know, are pushing, especially the religious leaders, are pushing us into one direction. And that direction is in, is in something called um, a, a direction of, of, a, of, a, of a global governing, of a one world system of government, one system of global government, one global economic system and one world religion or one system of religion for the entire world okay now <clears throat> i was looking at the title global citizen and it bothered me i mean that's what the lord will do you know i'm certain i'm sure if you're listening to me and you're following these episodes and you're picking it up or you're, you're able to understand so you have a spirit of discernment or you're you're um you know you hear what you you know with your spiritual ears and you see with your good eyes and your spiritual eyes then you know that the title alone, Global Citizen, will stand out to you because you're saying global citizen. What does that mean? Okay, because if I'm a citizen of the United States, that means that I'm a, a citizen of the United States of America. I'm a citizen of um, a Jamaica, United Kingdom, whatever. I, it means that I'm under that jurisdiction. So when you say global citizen, there is not one person right now that's technically a citizen of the entire globe. You understand what I'm saying? But if you look around you, there's a lot of things that they are doing. <clears throat> um, I wanted to get some information on this, but even in Europe now, they found ways to connect um, you from one part of Europe to another part of Europe that you normally would have had to fly to through that, these really high-tech and advanced trains. And in, in Florida, down um, in Florida, somewhere, I believe, near Key West, they're trying to build a highway that drives underground through the water. I mean, you look it up. They're really getting really advanced with technology so that you can drive through, like, uh, and, and drive to... Um, to Cuba and drive to Haiti and other places of the Caribbean. I can't, I can't remember what the name of the U.S. highway is. I'll look all that stuff up for you a little later. But you have to understand, they've been doing a lot to try to connect the world for a very long time. Okay, And so now in Europe, you already know, they done squashed a lot of stuff. Like I still have, when I went with my mom over uh, to Europe, you know, we still have the lira from Italy and a lot of the old um, custom coins that they used to use. We just kept them as memorabilia. We didn't cash them over when we came back. Um, when we took the trip, we never, well, then this was a while ago, obviously, you know, if we if we were using those coins, uh, we never cashed them out. We used them and kept them as like souvenirs. And so now it's really great to have them because they don't have them anymore. Now they just have the euro. Okay. So they're already going to do <clears throat> a one uh, world. They're going to crash a dollar. Like it's all these things. Who knows when it's going to happen? I can't tell you. I'm not, I'm not a prophet. I'm not here to say all that, but they would have to kill and squash the dollars and the banking systems and all that it would have to go over kind of, kind of like a great depression to happen. Well, that happened. 
But if you're looking at global citizenship, right, and you see them moving us, like I said, into a one global government, one economic system, one religion, that would mean that for this new one world thing with one leader, one leader, one global government, one economic system, one religion, one currency, you would need to have one citizenship, right, for this new system of government. You would have to because all of a sudden my United States of America birth certificate, passport, driver's license from New York State and all that will not be valid globally. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? This is the kind of thing now you're going to have to start changing who you are and start pledging allegiance to wherever you go to. Because I don't care who you are, wherever you get some kind of citizenship in whatever country, you take your test, you study, and then there's a ceremony and you have to say something or repeat something or whatever. So you're going to have to be sworn in under some new leader and this new leader will be the Antichrist. Okay. So when I'm looking at them saying global citizen, that's what made me stand out. And I started researching and looking into it. And apparently other people have picked up on what I've picked up. And I'm like, I know I'm not crazy because one citizenship. Now, that means passport, birth certificates from anybody, everybody in the world is going to have to pledge allegiance and come and join citizenship with this new and only government that matters. It's like when Nimrod was the only king who reigned and everybody spoke one language <clears throat> and um, was under one religion and it was under one currency. So this has happened before. And what's stopped them from being able to do that is the spreading of the uh, nations, which if nobody believes it biblically, biblically, they should look into scientifically something called Pangea, P-A-N-G-A-E, I believe, or G-E-A, where it says that at one point, all the continents were together, okay, and that there was a shift in the plates. That's what science says, but the Bible tells you that that was God, okay, and he scattered everybody about, about and changed the languages, and if you can't get everybody working together on one accord, like how they were doing at that time, how Nimrod was able to <clears throat> through being a tyrant and, and and beating the people and doing and obeying him, if you don't um, have that kind of uh, you know obedience, how are you gonna get everybody to work together? It's hard to get even like you know light skinned dark people and and and, and, and black and, you know to get together, let alone light skinned Latinos and dark skinned Latinos. You know how it is. Like everybody's so divided. Like <clears throat> let alone get the whole world. So one citizenship. You know. So in other words, this whole movement that we've been seeing now with this global citizen, a global citizen um, festival propaganda that's being promoted is um celebrities politicians and world leaders working together to prepare you for a world government okay now this movement is carefully indoctrinating people preparing people to accept this whole heal the world that's what we want right peace on earth this is why when the false messiah comes will be the antichrist everybody will accept him because things will start making sense now you know what I'm saying? Like, the world's coming together. That's the, th this is what it looks like all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always going to look good. That's why they have that saying, um, that famous saying that says, the, the road, the path to hell or the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Okay? It's so true. You're never going to have the enemy. And, and I spoke about this in the last episode with Adam and Eve and how he was really warring with them and determined. You're never going to have him come out. And every time he came lying to them, he never told them the truth. I am the devil. I fell from heaven. I cannot go back. I am locked out. I can't stand you. The whole fight was because of you. You're here. I need to make you fall. Boom. I made you fall. And now I need to make all your descendants fall. Um, and I am running out of time because I have to produce an antichrist because your um, Messiah will come back and he's coming to get us. So we got to 
get the, and that's how it's always been from the beginning. Okay, if you look at it like that. But the whole point is, um, <clears throat> the road to to path to hell, the road to hell is paved with good intentions in the sense that we want to heal the world, we want to bring everybody together, one one love, one religion, one leader. They will sell it so well. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good for you and it's beneficial. Okay, and um, in my opinion, um, the people who are going to be a part of this government is going to basically indoctrinate you, indoctrinate you to accept it with no problems because there's nothing, there's not going to be anything about it that they're going to sell or promote to the whole world that's going to um, indicate some kind of a problem, okay? Now, if you're not a part of this government or if you refuse to be a part of this government, a.k.a. you're not a citizen, okay, you're not a global citizen, you do not belong and you did not swear oath, you did not pledge allegiance, okay, then you will become what is known as an alien, right? Isn't that what we classify or what they class? This is what I'm trying to explain about this new government and this world system and then, you know, how you could possibly see where the mark of the beast could come in. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that I know. Everybody theorizes. I have theories too, so I'm just sharing. But then you can see, you know, now this person becomes an alien, okay? So citizenship, what they're promoting is for people to become a part of this global citizen movement which will promote equality, LGBTQ, transgenderism, anything that in this government, in all the governments of the world, you know how you couldn't do this religion. And they're going to make it so that we everybody's happy now, okay? And everything, everybody's okay. And all these things will have to be accepted. You can tell us when this is going to be what it's going to be. And if you don't accept um, that kind of people in a certain type of community, or if you're against a certain doctrine, if you don't accept um, um, certain citizens with those traits that are now in this new uh, government, you're going to be considered an alien, possibly even a traitor of that system and that government, and will not be allowed to be a part of that government. Just like people who break rules in this society today, okay, are punished and are not allowed to participate in that society sometimes by being um, in jail or house arrest or something like that. And most likely, you'll have to face some kind of penalty if you speak up, out, or against them. So. If you disagree with this community, you know, yeah, maybe it won't be the death penalty right away. That's a little too obvious. But um, if you think maybe it's shameful for same-sex couples to live together and raise a child, you know, yeah, it's going to be subtle at first. Maybe there's going to be fines because you're not cooperating. Um, If you keep being different from the norm and speak out um, or protest about the way the citizens of the New World Order are, you know, you'll eventually probably face different charges and penalties. Like, you know how sometimes... In my state, if you're um, driving with a suspended um, with a DUI, it's a misdemeanor the first time. Kind of like at the second, it's like felony, and then you got like more time. Or more times you commit a crime, the more or steeper the punishment is, especially if it's on your record that you've been doing it. So then eventually you'll probably face different charges, you know. And now by that time, people will be so brainwashed and be so happy with this new system and this new world and how much better it is that they're going to say, you know what? Let these punishments happen to these people that keep speaking up and speaking out because now those people are going to be considered the um, enemies. And, of course, who who would these um, people be? You know, who who in essence would these people be that would probably be breaking these so-called new laws and speaking out and saying that they're not with this and they're not with that? Christians, believers, commandment keepers, you know, people who have the testimony of Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, whatever you call it. Okay, the devil is behind this movement, you know, that you're witnessing right now and is pushing forth what he is in the final stage. Like they're close. The fact that they're saying 2030, I don't know necessarily that they'll be 
doesn't mean that I don't know. I'm not saying that they're saying that by that time they're ushering him in. Who knows? You know, but I know one thing, 2030 is not that far away. To some people, depending on your age, you might be like, oh, it's like 10 years. Yeah, for some of us, it's like, listen, I blinked like, I blinked twice. And now I was 15 yesterday. I'm 33 now. You know, so like time really moves fast. And, you know, he has been carefully orchestrated. This has been carefully orchestrated by the devil and his minions since he fell out of out of heaven. And don't think that's so hard to believe because you got to remember, since Adam fell, the Messiah, um, Lord, the um, God, um, almighty God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Yeshua, the savior of mankind, have had the same plan that they have put in essence that they have been carefully um, orchestrating as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, like I said, it's like two bloodlines, like two sides. Cause this is this is the ultimate battle between good and evil, and so that's why you have um, the heavy weights of the Bible. That's so great because they was some of them hundreds and thousands of years apart from one another, but they knew what the promise was, and they kept working together diligently to build that foundation, like the laws with the prophets and all of that, to get us to the message that we need to know, so that we could have gotten the Messiah. He did his part; he left, but he still got to come back. It's not done. Meanwhile, they on their side have been. Just as busy, if not busier, because they said Satan's kingdom is not divided. If Satan's kingdom was divided, he would not be able to stand because they kept saying divided. We cannot stand. You, you know how to get that? Yeah, they get that from the, the Lord as well. United, we stand divided. We fall. Well, Satan's kingdom is not divided, honey. They're on one accord. So just like the, the, they have we have a Bible with a bunch of people that um, led us up to here today. They got a whole list of people that they know from their demonic lineages that did everything they had to do to get them to here and to get them to, um, to this day. So believe me when I tell you this is a well orchestrated play and the best thing he ever did the devil was make you question god more than you question him to say somebody's possessed by the devil or or the devil's on my body or um i rebuke you saying somebody people probably giggle, giggle at you before you say i believe in god they won't laugh so much as that they'll probably just be like oh boy another jesus freak but you say stuff like that some people you sound just straight nutty you're talking about that you really sound like you see lucky charms and things like that in the air and and, and like martians and things like that you start talking like that he know people ain't thinking about him like that, okay? And he already got you. A lot of people blaspheme the hell out of God. So <clears throat> propaganda um, is preparing the world for the next agenda, the next phase. So Pope Francis is not playing around. This man is on fire. He's moving fast. He's not wasting any time. He's moving to bring all the world's leaders together, um, religious leaders as well, under one roof. Um, and he will definitely be the head of the new organization, Okay. You got to stay away from the global citizen movement. Um, good intentions, yes, that's how it always starts. But the road to hell, like I said before, is paved with good intentions. So please don't buy into it. Be vigilant um, and watch, you know, read scripture. Because if you think on Revelation 17, I'm going to get there. Revelation 17 and 5. It says, upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. And I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Yeshua. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Okay, this is talking about Rome. This is talking about uh, the Vatican. This is talking about the papacy. Okay, they are the ones who have been slaughtering. 
the church and, and saints and Rome is the one who sacked um, the, the second temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. Okay, Rome have a lot of blood and have gotten drunk off of a lot of blood. That Vatican houses so much. They know more about these books I'm talking about than we do. You know, they know the absolute and the whole truth. They are the ones, okay, that we all need to be. They are Mystery Babylon. They just are, okay? They are the one in the dark ages for almost a thousand years just run around and just uh, crucify and punish uh, God-fearing people, okay? These are the ones who broke the commandments of God, then had the nerve to change the commandments of God, doing whatever the heck they wanted to do, saying that God gave them the authority and the power on earth to do so, change God's Sabbath, okay, yet supposedly they have good intentions. People look at the Catholic Church and then they see them do all these things. They open up schools and they do this and they heal the city, supposedly, well, supposedly, you know, but they open up schools and they, and they make donations and that's great and everything. But you got to remember, again, the path or the road to hell has good intentions. They're going to do that in order to look at like what they need you to look at them like. I need you to trust me so that I can pull the switcheroo on you, so to speak. So just because an organization or group seems to have good intention doesn't mean that organization is there for your benefit. So be careful what you buy into. You know, you have to be careful. You have to stay um, focused on the Messiah and do not get distracted. So before I leave, I just wanted to let you know that um, the Pope Francis is in the news. Um, he referred to himself as a devil. He said it was a, it was a joking way. They um, he, he said that in the eyes of some... St. Paul is considered a saint while he is considered a devil. But what he said was, his exact words was, he examined the book, reportedly telling reporters John Paul II was a saint, I am a devil. So he said that. I don't know who says that. It could have been a joke, whatever. Then it says, Americans' approval of Pope Francis drops 53% amidst more church sex abuse revelations. This is on the Vox.com. And then... Um, I want to talk about Pope Francis and his interfaith. So he has lots of articles all over the place that says like if you just gotta you just gotta type in Pope Francis interfaith. If you think of international, you already know that means bringing all the national or nations together. Interfaith means bringing all the faiths together for what one faith. So Pope Francis pushes Catholic Church towards interfaith dialogue on travels. Um, that was November of 2017. It says Pope Francis religious leaders must be a model of interfaith dialogue. So Pope Francis is urging all religious leaders of the world to be a model of interfaith dialogue. Just Google uh, Pope Francis interfaith and you'll see these article titles. You can read them. Interfaith unity is more than tolerance, he says. It needs trust, Pope says. Okay, he said that on my birthday of last year. Now it says Pope Francis on interreligious dialogue. He's very, like I said, he's moving very, 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 very fast on this. And, some, and then I have, there's articles as far as January 2015 where he says we must be forthright in interfaith dialogue, okay? And uh, he's been doing it ever since, but it seems like more and more and more. And then he's been seen, you know, like I said before, bowing down in mosques and temples, exchanging religious relics, giving them pieces of rosaries, which you nobody should be using, and taking pieces of their relics, um, kissing hands and all this nonsense, you know, trying to... And, of course, he... 
is meeting with the heads of the leaders of these religious organizations. These are not the regular people down below. I'm sure the people down below are like, you know, the fear, the God-fearing um, people that we are, that if we see signs, we're like, wait a minute, interfaith, what are you doing? You know, I'm sure the people below are saying that, but when you have the leader on top, you still have some people in America who even though 53% of them are, have, um, the taste for Pope Francis has went down or has went away, you still have a majority of them that's still following him. So while you have people in these um, under these religious leaders that's probably looking and saying, hey, what are you doing with this Pope Francis? What are you guys doing? There's still some people that are just that brainwashed that they're going to say, well, this is still the leader. We have to follow them. And they know that because all these leaders that leaders have been set and put in place have, are like puppets that have been, or pawns that have been meticulously and um, calculatingly put in place in order to do the willings of them. There's not one person, there's not one leader or one religious leader anywhere, not even Farrakhan, he's a boule, that's standing up there, okay, that is on their own accord, speaking from their own mind. They all are there to push an agenda, okay? And um, that's all that I want to say for now, except for I did have some scriptures that I wanted to read. I did not get to read in the other <clears throat> episode about Satan. So I'll read them really quickly. It says, um, Peter, first Peter five and eight, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. First John three and eight, he that committeth sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose. The son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. His kingdom cannot come fast enough. Thy kingdom, Lord, come. thy kingdom come. That's why they tell you, pray, thy kingdom come every day. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. John 8 and 44. Ye of are your father, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. Um... He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, that your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Hallelujah. Romans 16 and 20. And the God of your peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Revelation 12 and 9. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan which deceiveth the whole world he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him okay ephesians 6 and 11 put on the whole armor of god that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil we need it okay And it says 6 and 12, Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what I was trying to say earlier. But we wrestle against principalities, which means spirits, entities, the demons, the fallen ones, Nephilim. We wrestle against powers, against rulers of the 
darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. It couldn't get no clearer than that. Okay, the Bible don't lie. It warns you. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world, and it says, look, in whom the God, little g, because it's very clear, the God of this world is not Yeshua, his kingdom have not come yet, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Okay. And First John 5 and 19, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. I pray and hope that um, the word of the Lord um, blesses you and touches you. I pray that this message receives you well. If you want to look at the website, it's globalcitizen.org. Again, as I go along and I watch and see things and I raise where things pop out to me and stand out like this global citizen is just like it's just it's so the, it's so it's so sad now how much they put it in your face. Yet um, we still can't see. And it's like it's a joking thing. Now. It's a mocking thing. It's really sad. But at the same time, it's no different than when you go and you buy something. And then you know how they always have like the fine print or, you know, they advertise the medicine. But then there's always like the side effects. It's no different. It's kind of like you'd be like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. And then they'd be like, well, you see like that little dot right there that looks like a dot. But really, if you zoom in, it's like a fine print with all the. Yeah, that's how he works. OK. And um, there's nothing about Satan that's, um, you know, and everything he do is always going to make you look fun and enticing. And so we got to be vigilant. I will see you all a little later. It is um, early Sabbath day. So um, have a great Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.